0: Welcome to Episode 5 of Vitality Mindset Made Simple, where we take the stress out of being healthy. I'm your host, Dr. Debbie Osment, and I sincerely thank you, thank you, thank you for joining me. In today's podcast, I'm going to tell you about my very recent surprise cancer diagnosis. Now, this is information that you are going to want because life is full of surprises for each and every one of us. I'm not that special in this area. I'm going to briefly share my experience and then tell you about a simple strategy that you can incorporate into your life to feel better and possibly even decrease your cancer odds. Now, you know, none of us know what tomorrow holds. There's been a lot of songs written about this, a lot of poetry. Um, the Bible's full of um, reminders about that. In James, it says we're a mist appearing for a short time. In Psalms, uh, it says that we are wise if we number our days. Uh, that's a heart of wisdom. You know, we all wither like grass, but we don't want to think about it too much. I mean, there's so much that we can um, do to nurture our vitality and health, and everything's not in our control, and we really don't want to think about something as, as awful as cancer. So actually... What I want you to know is that I found out I'm going to die, and actually, and you're going to die too. We're all going to die, but this is not news to us. I mean, it's really funny since I got this diagnosis. People are treating me like uh, I'm, I'm about to go, and I say this is not a death sentence. This is just a diagnosis, and I do not have any fear of, of dying young. This is really just a challenge and a wonderful opportunity to find ways to, measurable ways to, to slow this down. Now, I don't claim, I have a, a disclaimer, I don't claim to understand the balance between the sovereignty of God and, and human free will. But I do know that God has a plan for each one of us, and I know that he gives us a brain and that he expects to use the brain that he's given us. So I'm going to tell you my story that, that I actually consider to be a, a goodness of God story. Now, this all started about six weeks ago when a friend of mine, Dr. Amy Darter, uh, who is a, a board-certified immunologist as well as a, an internal medicine doctor, uh, who asked me if I would sort of be her, her lab rat for a new test she had. Uh, she's always thinking of of how to better serve her patients, and she recently opened Immunolab OK, um, which is the OK for people outside of Oklahoma. It stands for Oklahoma. um, And that's, this lab is one of seven of its type in the entire United States. Now they have this new blood test that actually takes a close look into overall immune function. And she wanted me to be her kind of media guinea pig because I'm, I'm 62. I don't take any medicine. I feel great. And um, we just thought we'd take a take a deep dive into my immunity. Well, I was all in, of course. I mean, I'm like sticking my arm out, really my sleeve up, and saying, "Take my blood. I want to. Sh- I want to know how young my immune system is." Because I thought, you know, I'm going to be have the immune system of a 50 year old or a 40 year old, or ooh, wow, I'm just I could get so excited on that. But actually, what I found is. I have some aspects of an immune system of an elderly person. Now that's not a good thing. So the story continues. The story is so interesting because all of my blood numbers are totally normal and I have zero symptoms, zero. I feel great. Um, So, what what the blood test showed is that I have very early uh, chronic lymphocytic leukemia. Now this is, like I said, an old person's disease. It's typically diagnosed at age 70 and it's a, a malfunction of some immune cells that are called B cells. And it's the most common type of leukemia in the Western world. And that includes, you know, the whole Western world and civilized nations. It's hard to get a diagnosis of an old person's disease. I I do enjoy like the discounts we get at Schlitterbahn or half price coffee, uh, but I, you know I do wish that sometimes I'd get ID. I don't get ID anymore. So um, getting an, a diagnosis of an old person's disease is is really not fun. But but there's lots of kinds of leukemia. And um, generally, they involve bone marrow and the lymphatic system. That's, you know, the overall immunity. Now, the beauty of this test and the reason I consider it to be a goodness of God story is that I don't have symptoms yet. And so I can start some strategies, continue some strategies that we can objectively measure and see if they they lower uh, my my count of my my bad cells, my bad cells are about two percent, which is uh, very low and so so we can we can I can get retested in six months and see if that's maybe one percent so I'm going to tell you about some things I'm going to do um but I certainly don't want to to dwell on my on myself um, now, as I said, uh chronic lymphocytic leukemia, also called c l l is the most common adult leukemia. Uh, in the Western world, and it's considered to be a heterogeneous disease. Now, that's a big word that means there's a whole spectrum of sy- of symptoms. On one end of the spectrum, uh, people, you know, don't don't get sick and don't need any treatment for decades. On the other end, it can be a rapidly progressing and actually a relapsing disease, and there's everything in between. I mean, it apparently... From what I know so far, uh, and this is only about a two-week diagnosis at the time I'm recording this, um, it, it has a lot of, of different uh, signs and symptoms. So, so I got this diagnosis, and then what in the heck I do? Do I do? We'd already started working on Vitality Mindset Made Simple, of course, and I'd already recorded uh, all of the previous po- podcast. Um, I very much believe in in Trying my best and looking on the bright side, my cup runneth over in terms of how I look at life, and so I'm going to look at that. I'm going to use that same mindset in dealing with this diagnosis of CLL. So you can use it too, because life is full of surprises, and everybody has some kind of diagnosis. Everybody's going to get a diagnosis eventually. Um, I just got this one uh, sort of earlier than I than I expected. So. What is the essential mindset of of getting a surprise diagnosis or surprise news that you really uh, don't necessarily want? Now this is because we're not talking surprise parties here. We're talking um, something that can really uh, change the trajectory of your life. So I look at three things. I number one, I always ask myself, "What is in my control? So what can I do about it?" Then. I ask myself, what is not in my control? What do I just need to accept? I I fully, um, as a a Christian, I fully believe that God has my life in uh, his hands, but I do feel like I do, uh, I do know that I have lots of responsibility and I want to make sure that I accept the responsibility that I need to. On the other hand, I want to make sure I don't waste any time worrying about what I can't change. And then the third part of what I consider to be an essential mindset uh, is how can I better count my blessings and live in light of eternity? As I said earlier, you know, this is not a death sentence, but we all have a death sentence. We all have uh, our days are numbered and we have so many Hours on this earth, we want to live them to the very, very fullest. You know, as a as a clinician treating patients for uh, over thirty six years, I've seen people get a lot of bad news. So many times they've come by and stopped in uh, without an appointment and said. Hey, Dr. Debbie, I need to tell you about this this brain tumor. I need to tell you about you know this this bad diagnosis. And I saw people handle it in many different ways. Often, people would really waste their time worrying about what they couldn't change, rather than thinking about what they could change. Other people uh, would. Would totally be like, you know, that's okay. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do what I can. I'm gonna enjoy every single single moment I'm here, and that's, I think, the only way to look at things. Um, when we really live in view of eternity, then we live life to the fullest. And I, I think recognizing the brevity of life, it empowers us to live more fully. I want to tell you an interesting story. Uh, about an Australian who was named Bronnie Ware. Actually, she is named Bronnie Ware. She's still alive, as far as I know. She uh, was. She's an author and songwriter, but she was also a hospice nurse. Um she calls herself a palliative care nurse. And she shared the last, you know, last weeks with patients who had gone back to their homes to die. And please know this is not a morbid podcast. I am all about um Optimistic living, but this is so interesting because she wrote a book called "The Five Regrets of the Dying," and this book has been published in over thirty languages. She talks about experiencing uh, the emotions with these dying patients, and she she says that that people have an incredible vulnerability uh, on their death pit beds. So she sort of compiled the commonalities that people would would say and and. And how they um, would express their regrets. So, so I want to tell you about the five common themes that Bronnie said surfaced again and again. The first thing she heard uh, often was, "I wish I'd had the courage to live a life true to myself and not what other people expected of me." So that's the most common of all, you know. And I saw this a lot in my dental practice and still do see it, that people have these unfulfilled dreams or they have things they're afraid to to do. Um And they just need to, go. I always tell them, just go for it, go for it. Uh, one of the the unfulfilled dreams in my life that a few years ago I changed was learning to play the piano. Now, those of you who are prayer warriors, pray for my piano teacher David because he has to have like the most patience of anybody in the world. I've been taking lessons and still am sort of playing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," but it's super fun to try, and and it's been a dream. So I just encourage any of you all who have something you want to learn, uh, if you want to maybe open your own business, if you want to travel somewhere that's exotic or do a hike that's difficult. Go for it. You don't want to be in your last days and, and uh, at the end of your health span and wishing that you had had more courage to do what you really wanted to do. So the second thing that Bronnie heard was uh, she people saying, I wish I hadn't worked so hard. Now this one's so interesting because I love, love, love my work. and um, But I also love my play. I think I probably am pretty balanced, but I certainly don't want to ever wish I hadn't worked so hard. She heard it from every male patient that she saw and many of the women. So you have to think about this is, I don't know how long ago she wrote the book, probably 10 years or so. And so you know, it's an older generation, but now women are catching up. I mean, that those were the days of the one-income household, but that's that's changed a lot now. You know, most people need two incomes. We can all learn from that, though. We have to intentionally stop and smell the flowers. So uh, you don't want to be at the end of your life wishing you hadn't worked so hard. The third thing that she heard was. I wish I'd had the courage to express my feelings. Now I all I heard this a lot um, at the dental chair, uh, especially when I had my general practice and saw people recurrently for years and years. So often, somebody would be having some uh, bitter, you know, feud with somebody, and um, not ever have the chance to uh, reconcile and to say they're sorry and just to enjoy all they, they could out of those relationships. I mean, it's always about relationships. And, and, I think this is a really good one. It's you know it's learning to express your feelings in a, a kind way, and but not leave anything unsaid. It might be unsaid. The unsaid might be "I love you." The unsaid might be "I'm sorry." Or the unsaid might be "You really hurt my feelings." And, and can we talk about that? Um, interestingly, that was a commonality that Bronnie heard. The fourth thing she heard was that she wished that people wish that they had stayed in touch with their friends now again it all comes down to relationships and it's so easy to let friendships slip away because we're busy we often have so many friends and i'm you know got quote marks up here friends on facebook but really uh, true friendships can can be rare So it's great to be intentional about staying in touch with quality friends who love you unconditionally. And that is a huge part of vitality. Vitality is not just, you know, eating your greens and um, drinking your water. It's so much about relationships. And then the fifth thing that Bronnie speaks about in her book is I wish I let myself be happier. And that is just so. That's vitality mindset made simple. Exactly. I life is life is short. We want to be happy. We want to uh, spend as much time uh, nurturing happiness in other people and and enjoying this wonderful life. Now, this was a surprisingly common one. She said, uh, "People didn't realize until the end of their life that happiness is so much a choice. It's a mindset, um, and the mindset is my, that's my words because that's I love that word. Now the but Bronnie found that people stayed stuck in old patterns and old habits, sort of a comfort zone and um, and really didn't go do the, you know, do the things they like to do. They didn't spend enough time laughing and being silly and and just having fun. They were caring too much about, you know, probably what people thought of them. And. um and, and not just letting themselves just, just be happy. So, you know, we're all going to die and that's not a surprise, but sometimes it's a revelation that we have to admit. But the key is to really, really live. And um, that's what Vitality Mindset Made Simple is all about. That's why we're here. So remember, being healthy doesn't have to be confusing, expensive, and no fun. All these things I listed above are pretty much free. And that... And they add so much to your health span. So I want to tell you about one strategy that I'm doing in light of this diagnosis of CLL that I think everyone listening could also enjoy. It's called rebounding. So, so think about a mini trampoline. Now, these mini trampolines are everywhere. I bought one back when I was in my um, anti aging fellowship because one of the professors talked about how good it was for lymph drainage. So so you remember your lymphatic system is a body system that we usually don't give much thought to, but it's the system that filters and carries away toxins and way Waste products throughout your entire body. It's basically your lymph system is basically the garbage collector of your body. It's this it's this network of vessels and ducts and lymph nodes, and um, it interacts with every single organ, every tissue in your body, and it, it helps you fight disease. So often we sit so much, and in this and the lymph fluid just doesn't move enough. And so it's, it sort of can become like stagnant water. So we need to keep it moving. And I remember that from um, from all my education and started looking up studies about cancer and, and even just chronic disease and rebounders. Really, really interesting because They're, they're so, they're, they're not expensive. They're not difficult to store and, um, and there, it's really kind of fun. The thing about a rebounder that's so interesting is you can get benefits at any level of fitness. You can walk on it. You can kind of, you know, just bounce back and forth. You don't have to actually jump or you can You can do all kinds of jumping and and lift weights while you're doing that. I found an interesting study uh, about Parkinson's patients and rebounding. It was a quality of life study, and they had two groups of people, and Compared them for eight weeks. One group was use was doing weight bearing exercise, and then one group was doing rebounding on a you know a little trampoline. So what they found after eight weeks is that both groups improved significantly, but the rebounders had even more improvement. and in, in a lot of the studies I found, uh, physical therapists are starting to use rebounders to. To just help people recover, people who have had joint damage, uh, it, it's a it's a pretty pretty interesting thing. So so look it up. There are there are uh, videos that you can buy. There are free videos on YouTube. It's it's a good fitness option. Be sure and ask your doctor if it's right for you. But um, that's something that I'm certainly going to do, and I've started doing. It's a heck of a lot of fun. So in closing. Uh I want to tell you that if you get a diagnosis you don't need to be scared. You need to just be thinking about, you know, what you can change, what you can't change. Don't worry about what you can't change. Concentrate on what you can. Uh but don't let that stress you. And then count your blessings. Make make an in, intentional effort to count your blessings because there's a lot to be thankful for and I am very very thankful for this test. Uh if you're if any of you are close by. I think it's a a super value and uh, hopefully you will find out that you have the immune system of somebody 20 years younger than you are. Healthy doesn't have to be confusing. It doesn't have to be expensive and it doesn't have to be no fun. Uh, And you don't want to have those regrets at the end of your life. You don't want to wish you had lived a life more true to yourself. You don't want to regret working so hard. You don't, want to uh, regret not expressing your feelings or staying in touch with your friends, and you want to let yourself just be happy. Uh, Life is full of surprises, and they're not all parties, but there's a ton to be happy about. Living with vitality and optimism is not normal in our world, but we don't want to be normal. Remember what normal means. Normal is the usual or the regular pattern. And the usual and regular pattern is usually not good. It, it's probably all those regrets that Ronnie noticed. Uh, consider, consider normal in our world. Normal is dehydrated, irritated, constipated, frustrated, overscheduled, overstimulated, undernourished, underrested, and totally stressed out. Normal is gossip. Normal is is credit card debt. Normal is fearful about the future. We don't want to be normal because the normal person is not brimming with vitality. We want zest for life. We want optimism. And uh, we can get that by, by nurturing a vitality mindset because we want to take the stress out of being healthy. So thanks for listening today. Please subscribe, please share. And episode six, uh, I'm going to talk about delicious power foods that will supercharge your brain. Um, Appreciate you listening. Blessings until next time. Bye-bye.